This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is sponsored by Perforce. Perforce is the number one resource for you if you want to start file management. It doesn't matter if you have a team of two or 300. You want to use Perforce to correctly manage your project and bring it to the finish. File version control is nothing new. And Perforce has been in the game for over 20 years. So if you want the kind of support, if you want to try it out, especially if you are within an indie team, it is completely free under uh, five individuals. So give it a try, have some fun with it, and thank us later. Go to Perforce.com and download the free trial that is indefinite, actually. I say trial, but it's actually, as long as your team is under five, you can use it forever. Go and try it out. So my quarantined friends, the coronavirus, as uh, I mentioned last week, is a lot crazier than we thought. Pretty much around the United States and some countries are in complete lockdown. So we have a lot of international listeners. I thank you. I hope you guys and family and friends are completely safe. By now, hopefully, you are realizing that this is a serious issue. People are dying from this. No one has immunity. This is a virus that the world of humanity has never faced. It's important for that to be reminded of because there are a lot of misinformation out there saying that only old people get it. It's a virus, so it affects anybody. Uh, with a pulse. So uh, young or old, as long as you contract it and it's super contagious, you're going to struggle getting through it. Uh, It's not something you just shrug off. Uh, With flu vaccines or flus uh, or cold, your body has been fighting with that your whole life. So it has built somewhat of a defense mechanism to recover. This is something completely different. So I hope you guys stay indoors and uh, stay safe. Uh, you know, there's going to be, with all this time, um, starting to ramp up GDUX planning in June. So uh, that's happening. A lot of speakers are already interested. A lot of sponsors are interested more than ever before. So look forward to that. There's going to be an increase of uh, activity here on the podcast. Hopefully you guys could give me some feedback as always. Um, But I'm going to start opening up a hotline uh, for people to kind of leave voice messages. Uh, Hopefully we can play that um, at the end of each episode for both myself and the guests to answer any questions that you may have uh, in case you can't join us live. So more information about that. I'm in the midst of figuring that out. As soon as that information is out, the hopes is to have you guys call in in our off-air hours and ask any questions that you have. So this talk was done uh, by Nina Freeman 
back in June of last year during our first gducks.me event. So super excited to finally share this on the podcast. As always, these are accommodated by video. So if you want to check that out on the link, uh, go ahead and watch that. Super informative. And the talk kind of goes over how to manage your in well, manage your sanity while balancing multiple projects. So Nina Freeman was at the time working at Fulbright. She has since gone fully independent and working on her own things. But at the same time, she was shipping awesome games like Tacoma. Uh, She was really, really uh, working hard on her individual and self-publishing games at a slower rate and with reasons that she'll explain within this talk. So go ahead and enjoy it and stay safe. So my topic today is basically how to do stuff that feels useful when you're not working on like a new project. So say you just ship something period of time before you actually start working on something new. Um, and my name is Nina Freeman, uh, Twitter handles hentai PhD, um, and I am a level designer at Fulbright. Um, I also, that's like sort of my full-time day job. And then outside of Bright stuff um, where I recently helped with Tacoma. Uh, I do sort of like side projects, personal projects um, with different teams. So I've done lots of personal games, um, not with like one group. Usually it's sort of me leading the charge and then I have different collaborators come on, um, on that stuff with me. So some of those games are Sybil, which I have an image of here. Um, and also... How Do You Do It is another game you might be familiar with that I worked on. Kimmy, LostMemories.net, there's a whole range. I'll bring up some of them during the talk. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Uh, so, yeah, what <laughs> what am I doing when I'm not working on a game? That's what the whole point of this talk is, right? So, I used to have this really bad habit of, like, rushing into a new project right away when I had finished one. just like not taking any breaks um and i sort of pretty quickly or not actually it took me a long time to figure out how bad that was for me um and before i get into the details of how i learned how that was bad and how i learned to like cope with it and do more healthy things and productive things with my time i will say that the advice i give and the story i'm telling about myself I'm super privileged to have like a day job where I am allowed to like do my own thing outside of work. Um, And also I can do nothing in my free time if I want without having to worry about, you know, my income because I have that full time job. Um, So I'm in sort of a privileged position to be able to like have that space to figure out what I want to do between projects without having to worry about money because I still am working on Fulbright stuff. Um, Some of my advice might be better geared towards people who are like, working full-time and trying to do their own personal projects on the side. But it might also apply if you're doing your own thing full-time. Um, but I just wanted to sort of put it out there. Um, so what did I do? Sorry. Y'all can hear me. Um, okay. So. I'll start off by telling you when I last took one of these breaks. Um, so I've shipped... Actually, 19 games, which sounds maybe 
be crazy, but a lot of them are small. I've shipped 19 games since I started making them in 2013. And only one of them was like a multi-year full-time project, which is almost all of the other 18 I was working on in my free time outside of work, one after the other, after the other, after the other, without many breaks. Um, So uh, while I was working on Tacoma specifically, which was about a three or four year dev period from like 2015 to 2017, I shipped like three or four games like while working on Tacoma. Um, I was always like psyched to ship a game and come up with my next idea, even when I was working on Tacoma. Um, And in the moment, it felt like a really good place to be. I was really happy, like, to be working in games full time and working on games outside of work. And it was, like, super awesome and felt really good for a surprisingly long time. Um, But then towards the end of that, like, when we were getting close to shipping Tacoma and I had just shipped LostMemories.net, I started to feel pretty burnt out, as you would expect. Um, and I was like, okay, this maybe doesn't feel as fun anymore. Uh, so I should probably like change how I'm doing things. Um, so lostmemories.net came out in 2020 and I shipped that Tacoma shipped. And then I was like, I'm not working on anything right now. I suddenly had no projects lined up. I had no commission work lined up. Um, I was like, this is the first time I've had free time in ages so what should I do with it um at first I was like I almost was like okay I'm gonna start a new thing right like maybe I'll take a month off um and then I was like okay wait no the point of taking a break is to like actually put time and effort into the taking the break um but you know breaking a habit can be really hard especially when you're like used to making a game after game after game for many years So I was like feeling disappointed in myself at first and like I wasn't having any new new ideas right away anyways. And that made me feel kind of bad about myself. So I had to like sort of take a step back and be like, okay, if I'm really going to try and take a break, I need to not let like the lack of ideas stress me out. I need to just like focus on something else, maybe even not games related. Um, (laughs) Although that's incredibly hard for me because I love games. So I decided I'll just play more games. Because when you're making a lot of games, turns out it's really hard to find time to play games and actually enjoy it. Um, So I started playing a lot of games for the first time in ages. I got super into Overwatch at this point, and I was playing a ton of that. Um, And I think this happens to a lot of devs where they're like working on stuff really hard and have trouble finding time to play stuff. And I think that can affect you as a designer a lot because like, you can learn a lot from playing other people's games and you can be really inspired by them and influence them. I think this goes for any medium. Um, so I think it's a real shame when like a developer feels like he doesn't have time to play anything. It's going to be hard to like find inspiration potentially if you haven't been, you know, able to have fun with that stuff. Um, so I was playing a lot of games, but I didn't think that that was like the perfect solution yet because I was playing the games and sort of looking at them all like very critically and maybe not having as much fun with them as I could. And I was like, I should be able to play games without it having to relate back to work. So maybe I should take a step back from this too. Um, even though it, it helped with like my anxiety and my burnout. And stuff, ultimately. Um, so... I started to feel like making a new game again. And I was like, uh, okay, I need to like take a further step back and try and deal with this. Um, 
So I asked myself if I had any other hobby like pursuit uh, that I could use to sort of redirect my mental energy um, further from playing games. Uh, so yeah, I was like trying to play more games for a while to sort of like, you know, prevent myself from working on a new project. Um, so that's sort of where I left off. And yeah, I was saying that that still was like relating almost too much back to work and it was making me want to make something right away again, which was bad. So I was like, okay, this is it's like not the point of this experiment. Um, so what, what did I try to do next? So I looked to streaming, which to be fair, I was streaming games, so I was still playing games. So it's still like kind of related, but I'll get into why I feel like it's not entirely. So I'd been streaming on Twitch for a while on and off, like for a bunch of years, just casually. Um, it was something that I was doing for fun in my time. Uh, and like I mentioned before, I was like super into Overwatch during this break. That's when I like got super into it. And I also noticed that that game was super popular on Twitch at the time. I was like, I'm having a lot of fun playing this game. Maybe I'll like get into streaming it because it seems pretty popular and I like playing it with my friends and maybe I'll turn this into like a scheduled thing that I can do that like isn't just, you know, working on projects after work. I was like, I'll have a stream schedule and that will like sort of keep me on track towards using my time outside of my day job in a way that is like maybe more for fun than for work. Um, so I think really quickly, I realized that I had super made the right choice. Um, one aspect of that being the right choice is that I'm the type of person that functions really well on a schedule. So now that I had something where I was like, okay, I'm not just going to like randomly play games. I have like these sessions scheduled. Like I think I was doing probably twice a week streaming on Twitch at that point. Um, and that was like something I could look forward to, something I could plan for, and something that I could basically and my time thinking about instead of like coming up with a new game idea and feeling stressed that I wasn't working on it. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then also the social aspect of spending time with people and talking to them about games felt super healthy for me because uh, game development can be pretty solitary and it's awesome to find a way to connect to other devs and also players of my games through something almost purely social. Um, I knew that eventually I'd get back to working on side projects in a relatively solitary way. So why not work on my social skills while I'm between projects? I uh, quickly made a bunch of friends this way, obviously. Uh, probably some of them are in the chat right now. Uh, and I also met some future collaborators through doing regular streams. Um, and really, it was just I was streaming Overwatch for fun twice a week. And it like basically completely eliminated all these feelings of self-doubt and anxiety that I wasn't working on my next big thing. Um, and I do want to acknowledge that there's a big part of streaming that is about performance, which I super enjoy also. I know it's not for everyone, but I get a kick out of it because I'm like an ex-high school theater nerd. So streaming sort of like you know, it seems like it would be super related to game development, but actually for me, it kind of scratches that itch where I'm like enjoying performance and enjoying sort of like, uh, you know, it's almost like streaming is almost like improv in a way. Right. And I like sort of look at it that way. And it's a fun skill to exercise that isn't like directly. Game. 
Um, I see a question in the chat. Have I ever thought about streaming game dev? I actually have started streaming game development in the last like six or so months, probably. Um, and I can get more into that a bit later, but that's been really um, but for most of the time I just stream games. Um so I didn't plan on this happening, but after like probably less than a year of actually having like a consistent streaming schedule, um I got to, I basically got an offer to become a Twitch partner, was, which was really cool. And that basically just gives you the ability to like have subscribers and emotes and stuff. Um, and I didn't plan on this happening. Like it wasn't really a goal of mine either. I just got this opportunity and that opportunity coming up sort of caused me to like look at all the work I'd done streaming um, that I wasn't thinking about as work that I was thinking about as just for fun. And I was like, oh, okay, actually, maybe this pursuit I've been doing can be recontextualized as more than just a social space and that I can have, like, sort of longer-term benefits than it being something I only do when I'm not working on a side project. Um, It made me realize that, like, oh, I might actually want to keep up with my stream once I start a new project um, and, you know, save time for that instead of just, like, stopping streaming and working on stuff. and Becoming a partner sort of made me realize that um, it was something that I could focus on between projects and during projects that was both healthy for me and also a sort of good benefit to like my career because it helps me like grow my brand and like my community and it helps me also earn a little extra money to support my own work and my side projects. Um, so it kind of checked all the boxes suddenly. I was like, okay, weird. It's like. Sometimes something like a hobby like that can just turn into something much bigger and really improve other aspects of your life. Um, So now sort of to move on from that uh, and to expand on it, I've been partnered for like over a year now um, and streaming consistently for longer than that. And I've really seen the benefits of it. It's helped me connect with folks who enjoy my work more than any other outlet. So more than conferences, more than festivals, more than Twitter, more than like, I don't know, there's like a million social media things out there, right? More than all of that, like Twitch streaming alone has made me feel more connected to like my audience and with myself. (laughs) Um, And it's given me more context to understand how I can grow as a developer and learn from the Twitch space, which I think is becoming a more and more important part of our industry all the time. Um, so as I was thinking about all this stuff and I was streaming a lot, I was also watching more people's streams and watching them and sort of like looking at how they were building their communities. Um, and I found that stuff really inspiring. Uh, like I like Adam Koble's stream a lot, um, for example, and it made me think of more about like the relationship of game developers with streamers. I feel like streamers and YouTubers and stuff have this like reputation with game developers is like not being like a real part of the industry or like being maybe like people who cause uh, game developers to like lose sales because they're like you know playing their games and then like people won't buy their game there's like you know there's all these things that like game developers say about streamers that actually now that I'm both (laughs) I've realized are totally not true so I really encourage you know game developers to kind of like look at Twitch from a, a more positive lens and see like how we can kind of collaborate with the streamer. Um, 
space. Now you can actually really like learn a lot from streamers who are definitely like a really important part of the industry. Um, like streamers are there, like we all exist in the same ecosystem and help each other out, right? They're not just like walking billboards. You know, they're like real people with real thoughts about games. They can give you really positive um, and interesting feedback and also help you share your game and get more uh, visibility. Um, and then I think even more importantly, any game developer can also stream and can build a really great audience in that space. I know streaming isn't for everyone because performance stuff can be a real challenge for some people. I know, you know, social anxiety and stuff. I totally get it. Stage fright, a real thing. Um, but if you feel like it suits you, then I would recommend like any game developer get into it because I feel like the benefits are just like huge. And understanding that space as a game developer is going to become more and more important, I think. Um, so, you know, streaming, maybe streaming game dev or just streaming other games and talking to people who are into your work uh, can help you form actual meaningful connections with your community rather than being this game developer that's like, you know, working on their game, like in isolation, like in a dark room, like not talking to their players, like you can actually engage with people. And that can, I think, really improve your work. Um, I mean, I know for me, the streaming stuff has directly improved my work because like, I basically started this discord and we started doing these game jams together as a part of the stream. And I ended up like making games at those game jams. And like now I'm collaborating with someone I know through the stream and stuff. And it's like amazing how, you know, if you open yourself up as a developer a little bit and stop like working on things completely by yourself, you can actually like learn a lot of new things and meet new people to work with. Um, again, like people who want to work solo and stuff and who don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there like this, like I totally get that. But if you feel like you can, it's honestly the best thing ever, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, so I guess, yeah, this is like, these are sort of generally the points I want to make. I know I focused a lot on streaming and I just brought up discord a little bit, which is like building on that. It gives you sort of more of a direct connection to the community, I think, cause like there you can actually talk to people and not just like, I can talk to y'all in chat and stuff, but discord and like talking while I'm not streaming, like has, I think its own benefit too. Um, you know, I've gotten lots of great feedback on my work from folks in the Discord, and they're just, like, good people, so it feels good to, like, talk to them also. <laughs> um, I guess it gets into this weird space where it's, like, there can be a fuzzy line between, like, social space. It's, like, the Discord and the stream are a social space for me, but I'm also a game developer who's there, like, and streams are, like, very performative. So it's a blurry line between, like, friendship and work. But for me, that felt really healthy and good. Um, I know some people like to keep work and personal life a little more separated. And admittedly, this kind of approach can, you know, blur that line. Um, so if that's the kind of thing you're okay with, then it can be really good. Um, so long story short, I had this break. I wasn't sure what I was going to do to prevent myself from starting a new game project. And then I found myself building this whole like Twitch channel and community through that and then this whole discord and and everything came full circle in the best way because in the end i started doing those game jams with the community and that is how i've started my newest personal project uh with my boyfriend jake um so it's kind of like 
I was trying to like stop myself from making games and then I found something healthy that like got me back into making games. So it really did come full circle. Um, and just through that community, I've been really inspired just like talking to people who aren't just game developers, for example, and like, you know, learning more about other people's perspectives outside of the industry, I think has been really inspiring for me. And sometimes I feel like game developers sort of function in this little bubble where we only talk to each other. So I encourage everyone to like get out there, whether it's through streaming or through like whatever, maybe you want to do a hobby club or something like anything that connects you with people who may or may not play your games is going to help you. And um, so like my slide says, taking a break doesn't mean you have to do nothing. You can find something you enjoy a hobby. Maybe it turns into something that affects your career. Um, But ultimately Whatever you do will probably come full circle and end up helping you out. Um, so that's, I guess, my personal story around that kind of stuff. Um, and I would love to turn this into like more of a conversation with the chat um, or with uh, uh, Larry and Brandon. Um, I was just going to say, if you wanted to turn this into more of a conversation, you've yeah. come to the right place because that's exactly what yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I basically wanted to like share my like experience of this like taking a break and finding something that was great like i know that's how i did it but the way other people do it is going to be super different um and i'm like happy to help people brainstorm and like think of other things there have been other times where i've taken breaks and gotten up to other things this was just like building my stream was probably the most significant thing that i've tackled during a break project well, I find what's oh, interesting yeah. is even in you taking a break, you still wanted to do something productive, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah, when they take I a break, did. that means like, I don't want to do anything that requires my input. I just want to be somewhere yeah. stationary and receive something, right? Yeah. Like watch I, Game of Thrones or, you know. Pretty much what we're going to yeah. be doing after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's very important in this day and age, streaming is a huge part of being a game developer. Uh, so obviously everything uh, that we do is towards uh, being a part of another community opening up the the opportunities right streaming is definitely one of those things that uh, to interact with someone with your community in real time Mm -hmm. just like games are for the 3d industry right it's great it's actually very insightful that you were talking about how even taking a break you found yourself kind of accidentally building up your stream community and now it's something really big and something that you enjoy doing and it's uh hopefully less effort right obviously uh in terms of it's a little more more natural but it's it's definitely something that takes up like Doing a personal project and the stream outside of my day job is pretty tough sometimes, but because it's on a schedule, like I can plan for that stuff, which makes right. it more, you know, doable. Um, right. I think I feel like the power of scheduling is just like a lot. <laughs> so I, I do um, want to ask you then, uh, if you don't mind me jumping in, do you find though that yeah. having like a set schedule for like, okay, today I'm going to do like an hour of gaming, when that hour is up and you're like, all right, you know, time for discipline to kick in, get me out of this chair and go back to work. Do you ever find that you still long for like, ah, I wanted 30 more minutes or I wanted another. And if so, like, is your schedule set in stone where you're like, no, this is the schedule to success. Or maybe do you, I guess, move stuff around, I guess, what's the reality in, you know, how, how tight the schedule is, especially if you're craving a little more of something or you feel like you're behind on something else. Yeah. It really depends for me. I think I, as I've gotten older, I like, even though I have 
a lot of personal projects, I find I like spend actually like less time working on them in my free time than I used to because I'm like better and faster at making games. So I feel like it kind of depends where you're at. Um, but I find like my scheduling solution for that stuff is like hopefully book a show or something or like have a deadline that I can create for myself that motivates me to like get things done that um and that's sort of like the structure that helps me like right now jake and i are working we're showing our game we met in may at the mix next week at e3 that was like that was the thing that like got me on it uh and got me you know to feel like i had some structure and ability to like actually finish um and yeah so that's good and like i still keep up with my stream even when i'm like super I am I try to be super about it. Um, I feel like that consistency is really important when you're building a community and when you're like trying to sort of like uh, you know succeed at that. Uh, so yeah. Wonderful. So we should take that into account and try to continue to build ours with some consistency. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. I mean, anything that people can rely on you for. Uh, even if you're building up your own stream or your branding, it's showing up to work on time. I mean, everything that <laughs> that is uh, towards uh, improvement, uh, you have to have some type of reliance and accountability uh, for everybody to kind of be able to tune in and be like, hey, this is my favorite streamer or my favorite developer. This is my time to kind of ask for advice or watch for entertainment, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's true. It's, it's just anything that involves for you to get better at it you need that that consistency it makes it makes a lot of sense to me also like specifically related to like how I was doing the streaming between projects um, I think it was also a good way because like I was releasing side projects like pretty consistently for a bunch of those oh right mm-hmm. and then I have this long break so I'm losing that consistency with game releases but stream like helps me still maintain like visibility and a connection with people who are trying to follow my work um that felt like a good way to like compensate for like not releasing something for a while and like not have having that consistently schedule um and i think that that's a pretty big benefit to do although i will emphasize that like it's just yeah streaming for me is so weird because like it is part of my career but it's also just like such a positive social space that mm-hmm. i think i would still i would still be doing it even if it didn't have like all those benefits to like my games work. well <laughs> i got a question for you in regards to accountability yeah. since it sounds like you know you'll stream games and you'll be doing it for entertainment's sake at points so, like you said you were playing overwatch and having a good time mm-hmm. and you said that your yeah. communities were mixing you have people who follow your development were watching your stream mm-hmm. uh you know do any of them ever gut check you like hey nina when are you gonna you know when are you gonna update that thing or when are you gonna <laughs> put a new level or write a new character see you over here no, trying to like, you know, guard the node i guess no they're like my <laughs> i feel like my stream community like emotionally supports me more than they like need to or <laughs> wow. i'm like i owe them so much for like keeping me sane as i like try to work on side projects uh, so, yeah, it's really nice. They're all just, like, you know, I, I run the kind of stream that's, like, I guess pretty cozy and chill, so I probably, like, attract people who are more chill also. And it's, you know, a lot of people who care about work-life balance stuff in um, 
um, me like you know it's me that kind of thing too uh, it's good to like you know I was saying before like sometimes game development can be solitary it's really good to have like this community I can like talk to and be online with to remind me that like oh yeah there are people out there that like care about me and my work and like don't actually want me to like work until I hurt myself uh, so I think that that that's another important thing um, important I've had from like that's really cool have any of the people that you've met through streams for example you said like some of the people like maybe try to get involved in some way or then especially pushing you or helping you with your own sanity's sake but have like random artists come across your stream and say like hey I want to contribute or engineers or designers or you know other game dev collaborators like really tried to push and like say hey I want to connect on like some professional stuff and let's you know see if we can do something cool or collaborate in the future well I've ended up meeting up with a bunch of other developers that I met through the stream at like GDC and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So those meeting up in that context is always really cool to like I mean it's so hard to meet people at like stuff like GDC. There's just too many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to sort of like yeah be able to reach out to my like hey developers like let's hang out and like have our own little like thing. Um, and also the game that Jake and I are working on, we met in May. The composer is someone whose work I discovered through one of the Discord community game jams. Uh, his name's Ryan Yoshikami, uh, and he did the music for a bunch of Obi Doos games uh, in those jams. Who I also know through. Um, and yeah, now uh, Ryan is totally doing our game. Awesome. Uh, and I'm like super excited about that collaboration. So it's like, yeah, you never know who you're gonna meet if you expand uh, your social oh, yeah. yeah I mean it, I totally agree it wasn't until I stopped just working on the game going home enjoying life uh, that uh, I started discovering other opportunities and a lot of that is just for people and it, it really does start with the people you know to introduce you to other people that you know that you know made me start thinking about other things to do uh within the game dev community that doesn't directly tie to my my day job and uh where do you feel right right now i feel like twitch is starting to look outside of just yeah. game streaming like yeah. they're starting to kind of help with game development side it seems like a very natural evolution yeah. uh where do you see that kind of improving in the next uh couple years yeah that one of the things I probably could have even gone more into it in my talk and should have but one thing I've been realizing that I mentioned is that weird tension between game developers and like streaming and you and you know makers um that has been around for a while but I feel like that tension is naturally thing as game developers get more familiar with streaming and as streaming of this, you know, sort of acknowledged part of our industry that's like a legit thing that happens um, and that's not causing us all to lose money. Um, I think that as more game developers get more comfortable with that reality, that there will be more like active conversations, I hope, between game developers. I actually heard, I was talking uh, about this to Bennett Foddy at GDC, game developer. He had actually been like on a panel. Um, I wish I could remember where, where he was talking to some streamers who played his game, um, getting over it, uh, which was obviously like a big sensation. Huge hit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, he was part of that panel where they were, like, in conversation about their streams of that doing really well in their videos and then, like, his perspective on that as a developer. Um, and the fact that that panel was, like, a thing that even happened, I thought was really interesting. Because um, streaming and, like, it's just going to keep getting bigger. And, like, I think that's one of those things that, like, game developers really just, like, try and keep up with it and, like, see what that space um what kind of cool collaborations come out of it. I think there's a lot there that is untapped um, because of that weird, like, mentality many game developers have of it, like, being this, like, weird thing that hurt us. I, like, personally really want to, like, get people over that mentality and, like, for game developers to embrace. All right, I got a, I got a good one for you here. Uh, this question comes by way of SciFFX. Uh, thanks for the great talk, Nina. And so that was a compliment. Here's the question. How did you come to the decision to stream twice per week on Twitch? For example, did your streaming research lead you to schedule yourself twice a week? Uh, why not three times a week? Or was it purely down to your decision to fit in in time to play games for taking a break? Um, that's a good question. So because at the beginning when I was starting, like when I made the decision before, I was like, in that mindset of it being purely like a hobby and something that I might not keep up with in the long term. The two days a week sort of felt like that level of commitment that I wanted at the time. Um, and then I didn't end up changing it to be more as I got more serious about it. Basically purely because two days a week feels pretty like it, it felt like the right amount for me, um, especially since I like was starting to get into other side projects and like work gets busy again blah 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 um two days felt to me like a good amount um and i felt like you know my community was also like show up for those like it was like this is working for me so i'm gonna keep it up as long as i can that's fair enough let me go ahead and take it off larry came and put it back on group chat <laughs> yeah um so with all this new ventures, I imagine uh, it, it becomes an additional thing on top of what, what you mentioned, you know, what you were doing before because you were developing games on the side and now you're streaming and developing games. And <laughs> so it's like two more things uh, or one more thing that you've added onto your plate and now you got to keep up with that too. But obviously it's giving you the peace of mind and sanity and it's giving you like uh, emotional support when you need it. So it actually is kind of helping to solve the uh, working yourself in the corner in solitary type of mentality which a lot of indie devs are, are kind of going through uh, when they decide to make games on their own uh, what, what other crazy benefit have you been s discovering lately uh, now that you have like this new new venture uh, on the side um, you know there's a lot to be said for like playing games and being in a more active conversation with people about them which really like lets you do because like I'm streaming a game there's the chat we're talking about it like I'll stream Life is Strange 2 for example that's one that I've been really into and it's like my chat's pretty active about like reacting to the game and talking to me about it or like I've been playing a lot of Dota 2 and like chat will like help me figure things out because I'm still learning so it's like I think having those conversations is really cool because like see different perspectives on the game that you're playing outside of your own 
And, you know, someone's experience or how they're interpreting Life is Strange 2 is going to you know, differ a lot from mine, depending on their background, right? Um, and I'm just really lucky to have, like, a very chatty community that's, like, you know, often down to share with me, like, how they're feeling about the game. Thing. Uh, and getting that perspective, like, for me as a game designer and a writer, I'm, like, I find that to be super valuable yeah, I'm writing and making these games that a lot of people are going to play. Like, I need to always be thinking about, you know, how they're going to interpret things, how they're going to see things. I want to make things that are really sensitive and thoughtful. And being able to be in those conversations, even about other folks' games, um, I think helps me, like, have, like, improve that skill um, and that thoughtfulness. So I find that that, that is another, like, important why I, like, by continuing boys want to play although also sometimes I just want to play like Dota or Overwatch and it's just mm. like I'm not even thinking about it so it just depends on the mood I'm in I guess yeah, fair enough fair enough uh, alright so last question for me uh, this one's hopefully going to be a show and support for you and what you've done but you know if I was so happened to be interested in checking out some of the games that you've made uh, both either with Fulbright or even some of the more specifically the ones that you've pioneered and developed yourself as the main directive force and creative person behind it I don't want to call out a specific role because I don't know necessarily exactly who was helping or you know what the I guess the pipeline was for each game and who was involved where, but I'll say the games that you developed personally. If I was interested in finding those, where would I go to show support and buy a couple of your games? Yeah, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Every side project I've done has been like with a different team, so it's always hard to tell. Um, but my website is Nina says dot in the chat. Oh, I just it. Thank you. Um, and my Twitter handle is HentaiPhD. I'm, like, pretty active on Twitter and, like, you know, share updates about what I'm working on whenever anything comes up. Um, and, you know, I mentioned my Discord as being, like, a big part of this, like, community building thing that I've been into. Um, so if folks want to join the Discord also, that's another place where I, like, share updates and also just, like, hang out and chat with people about whatever. Like I said, for me, a lot of it is just, like, socializing. Um, so, yeah, those are probably the best places. Out what I'm All right, Nina, thank you. Well, I know where I can go buy some new games. Yeah. And, well, is there anything cool or new that you're uh, working on or excited to tell people about other than game development or Twitch-related things? Uh, well, game-related, I guess I should share. Uh, Jake, my partner, and I are going to be at E3 next week showing we All met right. in May at our game we're working on, my latest side project. It's a basically a romantic comedy game about us hey. we play through it's like a collection of vignette games about different okay. teams oh uh, that um, must have been real special so, for you yeah. guys to develop <laughs> yeah it's fun it's fun we're still working on it it's like in development so we're gonna show like a early version okay. I'll be talking more about that um and yeah I don't know if I have anything else to plug otherwise really um other than like shout outs to my who I adore. Um, I obviously wouldn't be doing this talk if all weren't the best ever. For supporting <laughs> me in ways in a possible way. 
Yeah, definitely shout out to the Twitch uh, community. Uh, both ours, too, because we would have had so many more technical problems if it weren't for them letting <laughs> us know, like, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. We can't hear, we can't hear. Because yeah. I would have just kept on going for hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. That happens to me on stream all the time. I'll be, like, muted, and my chat's like, you're literally muted. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm like, "Sorry." laughs> So that is a lot different. Yeah, it's actually pretty uh, pretty fun. It's been very educational on our part, and uh, we we are starting to see what exactly you're talking about for the streaming community, and uh, you have inspired us uh, to go that route, and we look forward to uh, growing that community as well. Thank you so much, Nina, for joining yeah. us. It's been a pleasure, and so yeah. happy to have you on another platform. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast, and now thanks for being the anchor on day three G-Ducks, the very first one ever. We're going to enshrine your name in, in stone that can't be broken. <laughs> and for generations and generations to come, long after we're gone, when the aliens show up and want to know what the humans did, yeah. they're going to see that stone and be like, wow, G-Ducks Day 3, anchored by Nina Freeman. Don't know who she is, but she was probably pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, you know. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely keep yeah, in touch. And thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for Seriously. ending G-Ducks on such a good So day. happy to have you. Congrats on finishing it. <laughs> Thank you. <yeah. laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. good luck on your game at E3. You heard it here. We met in May. Look forward to that at E3. You can see the game that Nina and Jake have been working on. It's going to tell you know the story of their relationship through some funny dates and vignettes. So that's a very interesting experience that I would love to get my hands on and check that out. Uh, you know me. I'm a sucker for those types of games. Uh, with that said, Nina, I guess I'm going to wave goodbye to you. And sadly, I think I might be soon waving goodbye to our audiences. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody